Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Aaron Nola stays in Philly. The Braves made a ton of moves. The A's are moving and Trout and Otani both to the Dodgers. Say what? Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It is our 750th episode. We thank you very much for joining us. It's brought to you by SeatGeek. And if you use code TALKIN, that's T-A-L-K-I-N, you will get $20 off your first purchase at a event of your choice. They got a ton of the events available on the website or the app. Very simple, very easy to use. They're not only going to tell you if the seat's good, but if the value you're getting for that seat is good or bad. So head to SeatGeek and use code TALKIN as they sponsor the show and everything we do. My name's Jimmy, sitting here with Jake. BBD's in the room and coming to you from Cali in a short sleeve hoodie, which I just found out when Trevor raised his hand. Trevor. James, Jacob, BBD, what's up? It's really windy out here in Los Angeles. Don't love the wind. It's my least favorite element. Everybody knows that about me. Hail. Um, hail? Yeah, you like hail? I don't, I mean, I like it more than wind. Okay. Although I wouldn't want to stand outside in a hailstorm, I would say that. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, but the, it's a pool man thing, James. You know how it oh, is. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Wind blows leaves Frogs. into the pool. Yep. It's no good. Uh, I am excited to talk some ball today. We're going to hit up NOLA and talk about the contract there. Maybe some A stuff. Um, a little off-season ep. And Jake looks like he works the ski lift at uh, like a third-rate snow mountain. I think he looks like... Um... The guy who's like by the fireplace at the lodge telling stories about, you know, the slopes, but he hasn't gone up the slopes in like a decade. I don't ski. I don't ski. I just love the mountain. Trevor, James Davis, happy. Let me be the first to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving week is here. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I had a pretty good weekend. I was chilling with my guy, Brawny. And, uh, oh, no, that was you. I went to an event called Cheese Giving, <laughs> which, uh, you know, the thought of it was kind of fun and American. What? Like, yeah, cheese. Gi- everyone brings a, a different cheese type just dish. Just fart on each other all night. Well, there was lactate there, which I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, take some lactate. But that prevents the cheese from coming out of you. I threw up all over myself. <laughs> I threw up all over myself. Uh, I was trying to pace, like, really. I was trying to pace myself at cheese giving, uh, and then I then cheesecake came out, and there was drinks, and uh, I threw up all over my leg. You raise your hand, Trev. You ate so much cheese that you threw up. That's something that you actually did this weekend. <laughs> yeah, man. Was this like oh. a a circle of friends at an apartment, or when I got a. a, a like a function, so like a, a circle place. of friends at an apartment. Oh, okay, it wasn't like, a, like place a bad YouTube signs. video. Everyone, something you signed up. Everyone for. Bought, brought a different cheese dish, and yeah, I don't know. It started off tasteful, and it just didn't end that way. So uh, it's probably my last oh, cheese giving. That sound cheese giving sounds like such a bad idea right from the rip. You know, but it was one of those. I thought there'd be some irony to it that it would like work out in the end. Like, oh yeah, I had a little bit of cheese. I had some drinks. I had a good time. Had way too much cheese. Um, the cheesecake really put me in a bad spot because uh, that's one of my weaknesses. So, uh, I mean, I came out the next day feeling good, lost a pound. So, overall, I'm pretty well. Not bad. Yeah. That's, I, was, I was taking a recovery nap when Arnola signed mm. from the cheese-giving puke. Yeah, Arnola signed with the Phillies. Who's that? He went back. I believe last episode, I kind of just asked you, like, you think he goes back to Philly? Because it made sense to me. Like, let's get get the band back together, keep them going. Uh, that's what Philly's doing. They got 10,000 more fans on average a game last year than the season before because they started getting, you know, big names, big faces, and they go on deep playoff runs, and they got, I got a good thing going. And I feel like Nola's good. He's also not going to get hurt. Uh, he's... Pitched a lot over his career and has has gone through the whole season. I don't think he's ever gotten hurt. I, maybe he's a stint or two, but uh, I don't think he has any year where you're like he missed a chunk of these starts. I would I would have to check the numbers. That's super valuable. But I also think that it's very valuable 
So just, um, you know, you, you, you want the baseball side and the business side to work in tandem. And this signing, I think, works in tandem really well. Obviously, the baseball side is the more important. He's a good pitcher. He gets what he's worth. Philly needs starting pitchers. If they lose him, they have to go at someone else. But also, as a Philly fan, like, this is awesome. You just went and made two deep runs in the postseason. He's been one of your dudes. Keep all the familiar names. Put them on the, the billboards. Go have some fun. And uh, they got, like, five... Five more years of this this group and this this Phillies team being real lovable. I wonder if it ever turns and the third party fans don't like him because right now I feel like all of America kind of loves this Philly squad. Besides, you know, if you're division a team that rivals. hate division rivalries. So I was excited yeah, no, when I saw this. I th- I think it t- makes total sense too. I mean, knowing Nola, um, I think him being comfortable there has a lot to do with it. You know, he's had success in Philadelphia. He's understands, you know, what spring training is like, what the city is like. He's just comfortable there. And the recent success that they've had as an organization obviously helps that out as well. If he was somewhere where he was comfortable, but they weren't winning and they didn't have a bright future ahead of him. I don't think he stays there. But everything, like you said, James, kind of lines up here. Like they've been playing great baseball. They have locked up. I think he's the sixth guy they have locked up. Um um, with a massive contract. So they have that core that you're talking about. And I've said it on this show many times. It, it's just a good clubhouse, like a bunch of guys that really get along together that, you know, have fun playing together on the field and off the field. Like they're all just good buddies. So I was reading an article about it, talking about like where Nola could eventually stand, you know, with, with like Philly's all time great pitchers. And he's, he got started young enough. Like I think he got to the big leagues, 22 where you start putting up these numbers like he's going to be you know like a top five philly starting pitcher in in most meaningful categories like by the end of his career if he stays healthy and continues on this pace so i think there's something to do with that too like all just kind of made sense i think most people when they talked about Aaron Nola, where is he going to go in free agency i think most people said it'll just make sense he goes back to philadelphia and in this instance it worked out so i'm i i, I totally agree with you i think that them and the Braves and you know these teams that have been locking up their players. I mean, even the Padres. Um, it, it makes it easier for fans to get into the product because you know the product. Beautiful boys, yeah. I mean, not much to add. It it feels like I I think if you had to go deep, uh, you know, just trying to flush out any thought process on there, the. The only thing negative you can go is that two two of Nola's last three years haven't been great. It, he's had an ERA plus under 121 and 23 that, you know, he has thrown a lot of innings. And if you want to do the, you know, hey, maybe at the end of those seven years, it's not great. Who cares? Uh, if you're the Phillies and you're a Philadelphia fan, you could start the season tomorrow. Uh, here's... Here's, you know, a lot of teams, oh, this guy's a free agent now. Who are they going to plug and play here? I'll just do this real quick. Schwarber, Turner, Harper, Castellanos, Bohm, Stott, Real Mudo, Marsh, Johan Rojas. They're all there. Uh, the rotation is currently Wheeler, Nola, Suarez, Taiwan Walker, and Christopher Sanchez. Okay. Uh, in the back end, Alvarado, Soto, Hoffman, Sir Anthony Dominguez, Strom. Like, they could roll the ball out there tomorrow and the Phillies would be fine. I'm not going to sleep on Dombrowski. Supposedly, they're entering the Yamamoto game because uh, why not? Uh, it's a great time to be a Philly fan. And I, I think the thing that ended up being the best move here is kind of playing defense against the Braves. I, I, I think, like we said with Nola, his free agency could have brought him anywhere. He's a guy that you can pencil in for 180 innings. There's really not a lot of those guys in Major League Baseball. It felt like the value was going to be okay for what I was saying. Like, his free agent year wasn't necessarily his prettiest season, although he did show up in the postseason and he still has the arm talent to go with it. For me, uh, him not ending up on the Braves, that would have been not a seismic shift, but kind of the gut punch the Braves are looking for to, for the Phillies. Because let's be honest, uh, uh, the Phillies, and we've done the regular season with them and the Braves before, Phillies are a game away going it's, you know, the best team in the National League, the Diamondbacks, from being back-to-back World Series teams. And they have everyone there. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, I think this was a bigger shot for every other team and fan base's free agency 
that's not getting a guy that they can say, wow, we're going to get 180, 200 innings of this dude. Yeah, when he came comes off, the the rest of the market looks different, like in a really weird way. Because I was like, there's the five top guys. And then Nola comes on like, oh, I don't know. There's, now you kind of split those guys up differently. And like uh, uh, Yamamoto is going to, they say he wants nine years. Okay. So that's, there's Same. only, there's only one. Well, it's around 200 million too. So that's one. He's a class of his own now. I, I And that many years Snell and Monty are both 31. I don't think they're going to get nine years as starting pitchers till they're 40. I, I would I'd be surprised if they do, or it's be some funky money. So I think they're going to look for the same years as Nola, but I don't know if they're going to get the same AAV. Maybe I don't think, I don't know. And then you got Sonny think- and Stroman who are older. They're not going to get seven years. Are you thinking this it's 24 point whatever AAV here? Do you think that you're, you're saying that Snell and Monty will get more than that? No, I don't think Monty will get more than that. Uh, and I don't think they'll get seven years. I think they'll get six years, uh, maybe six. Maybe Snell gets like six years, 25 mil. There's just much more risk with Snell than Nola because Nola has pitched every year. He's a little more consistent. Um, I said in the video I made, Snell has the higher ceiling. But it's a real like kind of um, rickety staircase you gotta you gotta use to get up there. And some seasons it's just gonna collapse, and others you're gonna get to the top. But I'm interested what Snell's market and price point is. I think I think they'll want six years. Maybe they ask for seven now because we heard that all last offseason was like, well, they paid this guy till his 37 year old season, so why don't I get paid till I'm 37? And they used that as the benchmarker. So I think Snell and Monty's agents are gonna go out there and say, hey. We want our guy to get paid till he's 37. If Enola got paid till he's 37. Um, but I don't know if they're going to get the same AAV or the same years. So I don't. Do you think so? Do you think Snell's going to get a very similar deal here? I think Snell uh, gets higher AAV. I think I think Nola probably could have gotten a higher AAV. And I think there are some reports that maybe there was more money yeah. out there for him. Um, I think Snell gets around 30 and, and Longo, our guy that's always in our social media, he was mad at me for saying that he's saying that the going rate for a Cy Young is more than 30 million a year. But I, in, well, you think it's more condensed than like five years, 30. Yeah. I think he gets like six, one eighty. That's what, that's what me and C Rose came up with on, on, on baseball today. Six, one eighty, uh, seems like it's kind of makes sense. Um, it could be more dude. I, I honestly, you kind of never know if the, I don't want to say this, but if the teams are talking about what they want to pay for starting pitchers, that's what they're going to pay for starting pitchers. It's just kind of how it shapes up. Um, But yeah, I I see Snell going a little higher in AV. Monty could... I think there might be a lot of similar deals. Doesn't it always end up that way? Like when you have three or four starting pitchers and they all kind of are in the same tier, they all usually get right around like the same contract, which is always interesting to me uh, but I do think Snell will, will, will break that a little bit I, I, I'll say 6180 for Snell yeah I mean I don't I we've done the Snell conversation before but he just won the Cy Young and it's a second like yeah. it's not it's not like it's a a fluke season necessarily I, the two Cy Young seasons do stand out than his other years but the other years are good and they're not like you know 20, 2022, 24 starts, 2021, 27 starts. So it's not like it's not like he's been out out. Like he's gotten it, you know, he's he's had nicks and he he's gonna walk the ballpark and it's a unique pitching style. Uh I think he beats he's definitely gonna beat the AAV. I think it's gonna be interesting if he beats the total money, and we'll see how creative teams get with contracts and where does he wanna land? Like I, I think we are seeing a little bit of a uh, free agency where where these guys care more about East Coast West Coast like Nola and Philadelphia there is a comfort level there like he's he's an LSU guy uh, he's kind of found himself at at home in Philly that I think I those negotiations from everything we heard it sounded like the Braves and maybe a couple other teams were willing to go more but if the Phillies were in the ballpark he was going to go there for Snell uh, I think this is great news for him. Uh, I, I think if Wheeler went to another team, I think that closes off an option for him. I don't know if the Phillies would have been a Snell team, 
But I think if you're a team like the Braves, who I, I don't know if they were in on Snell, why wouldn't you be? Like, if you're in on Wheeler, you have the rest of the team. Like, it, you can add a Cy Young guy. If you're willing to pay that for Aaron Nola, who, again, technically, ERA-wise, was below league average, you could bring in the Cy Young winner. I, I think this was... I think him returning to Philly was huge for Snell because all the teams that were potentially thinking about Wheeler, or excuse me, Nola, like, could we get him? Could we add him? It's hard to... It's, it's hard to ignore... NL Cy Young winner, two-time Cy Young winner, yeah. Blake Snell. I hope he breaks the bank, dude. I really do. In, in my mind, I'm just stuck on that 30, 30 mil uh, number because the guys that are getting more than him, uh, well, whether it's Jacob DeGrom or, or or like the Verlanders and the Scherzers, they're all like such shorter deals. And so if Snell wants that, he could do it, but he's going to want more more years. So I think it'll bring the AAV down a little bit. I hope I hope he, I hope he surpasses the 30 mark. I think there's teams that'll be able to convince themselves like Snell. I think he has 500 less career innings than Nola. I think there's some teams that'll spin that into a positive. Yeah. What about pitches though? Because those innings. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. A lot of runners on base. I think Snell's going to get paid. I think the innings is crazy. I mean, you're paying for so much less time on the mound than Nola. So if it's a uh, more total money or, or bigger, which I could be wrong here, but if I'm choosing between the two, I mean, like the innings are crazy. There's a, going back to Nola, there's a great article for people that are interested in him by Mike Petriello. Um, talking about how he went from being the one of the worst people holding runners on, which now there's a stat to measure that, which I love. Um, and, and he was there with like Lester and all the guys that couldn't even throw the ball to first base. He was right behind those guys. But then in the playoffs, and if we remember correctly, we're, we're watching these games and the guys weren't stealing like we thought they should. And Nola had reintroduced a slide step and kind of corrected that. You know, so he makes this adjustment because he needs to. I don't know why it took him so damn long, to be honest with you. I think that's kind of like on the coaching staff a little bit there. Uh, but he made the adjustment. I think that's cool, man. And you show that right before your free agency. Just another thing that Nola. It's another reason why you pay a guy like that, because he's willing to make adjustments even at, you know, 31 or whatever it is. But it's a great article just, just to talk about the numbers and how things have all changed because we know the stolen bases are up so much. And now it's like, you got to be as a pitcher, you got to combat that as much as possible. And I think it's cool that we're rewarding guys or at least seeing now who does it the best, which is cool. Yeah. The list of uh, like uh, worst was interesting. Our guy glass now is on there. Come yes. On. Do better. Doesn't Syndergaard give, doesn't give a fuck. I think he does give a fuck. I think every pitcher should probably give a fuck. About giving up an extra base. Fair. All right. Uh, Monty, you think, um, you know, obviously his ceiling is kind of at the highest it's been, I think, uh, since getting traded in this split year. But he's the next guy that might be getting a six-year deal. I think the crowd, the crowdsource results for fan graphs were spot on here on the AAV. He just got seven years. Uh, instead of six for Nola. And I think they had Monty getting or a, a, a similar deal. They have him getting, they had him getting five for 105. So they had Nola six for 150, five for 105 for Monty. How much is that, AB? Uh, 21. 21. They have, okay. they have Sonny and Monty. Uh, at 21, they have Sonny at three years because he's older, and they yep. have Monty at five years. Yeah. I think Monty's going to – agent's trying to push for a six-year, but I wonder what they value more, that or the AAV. Why not this – I would just say give me the same deal as Nola. Well, they start there, but he's not going to get that. But he's a lefty. A big-body lefty. Same age as Nola, coming off a really good year. Yankees screwed up my development. I'm dependable. Reliable. All right. Well, that's Nola. 
to the Phillies. Back to the Phillies. Congratulations, Philadelphia. My gosh. It's fun. I do have, look, I have, uh, what's his name? The Fanatic right above me right now. Mm. Hate mascots, though. I do. Even you, Philly Fanatic, and Blooper, and all the rest of them. I Even TC Bear. Not into it. Jake and Blooper kind of have a thing. So. I'll fight him with you. He doesn't deserve my fight. Wow. Hey, where do you guys want to go next? We got uh, the Braves doing a ton of stuff. The A's moving. Some non-tender convos. Anything really exciting you out of those three? More than other things? I like the the Aaron Bummer to the uh, Braves talk. Yeah. It's good because there's some interesting numbers on on. Bummer's pitches that I, I just I'm very curious. I don't have the answer, so I guess I'm going to crowdsource from our people that have watched him pitch a lot. Um, but I guess we can talk about it first before we get into that. The Braves and the White Sox made a trade. Uh, five players leaving Atlanta, going to Chicago. Now, a lot of them are Rule 5 eligible guys, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, where the Braves would have had to... on the 40, man. Yeah, on the 40, man. The Braves would have had to non-tender them. Uh, or DFA him at or your DFA him, so they trade them instead. Uh, the one name on there is a uh, Sirocco, who you're going to know him. Jared Shuster, Nicky Lopez. He was in contention to get the shortstop gig, I believe, in spring training, or at least they were saying he was. And I think he had a down year in AAA. Uh, Braden Shoemake. He was the one that was in contention for the for the job in spring training. Lopez, they acquired midseason. Oh, Taylor oh, Hearn trade. You're, yeah, you're one bullet point. I was one bullet. Shoemake was the one. Uh, did I you say that name? I think so. So, White Sox got a bunch of players. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with those guys. They're on their 40 man. Soroka's interesting. I don't know if he's healthy, but fresh start. And then in exchange, they get Bummer. All time reliever name, Aaron Bummer. Uh, Lefty arm, and yeah, everything before this season was like, you know, kind of one of the more consistent lefty relievers in baseball. Uh, things fall apart this season. Uh, the strikeouts are still there, which means the stuff's still there, which means uh, the Braves believe in him enough to tap into him, uh, and I'm sure they will. They're an organization that's shown that. And I, I think from the White Sox side, I guess it's funny. I mean, e- each of these guys, you you can convince yourself of a lotto ticket either way. Like uh, the Soroka thing, man, it, it felt like when we were originally starting talking baseball, episode 750, Trev, thanks. Uh, like, you know, it was Soroka's Braves. <laughs> like Soroka was the young ace of, of the new up-and-coming Braves that was like, cool, this Canadian dude, he's mowing people down, awesome. He's been missing, uh, more or less. Some freak injuries, it's brutal. He gets a fresh start. Sometimes that's what you need. Um, Shoemake, yeah, I don't know. Uh, lefty hitting infielder. He just turned 26. Uh, the White Sox, in theory, turned one lefty reliever into a group of lottery tickets that if one of them can become something for them, that's a win for the White Sox. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I guess for me, it's I'm more interested on the Braves kind of getting rid of all these guys and what are their next moves? Because let's be honest, the White Sox next moves aren't going to be that exciting. They're picking up the phone. They're basically out there publicly saying like, hey, we got guys. Why not? You want Robert? Want him? Want him? Do you want him? Do you want him? Do you think they make him available? Like, is he the only guy they don't make available? They they like said. Why not make him available? Yeah, they were like. Why not listen? Yeah. They said, hit us up. How many guys, how many other guys are they going to get hit up for? Cease. Cease, yeah, that's a big one. Cease to the Dodgers was the big rumor, and that makes a lot of sense. Cease to anyone makes sense. Yeah, but the Dodgers and Cease's skill set. I feel like they like love that and they probably have a little tink in mind and Okay. I think speaking but, of tinks. Yeah. Is it tweak or tink? Is that a thing? You said 
We, I, we, we, we both said tinks. We said tinks. I don't know why we said, said that. Tinks. Tinkering. Tinkering. That's why we yeah. said it. Uh, 2019, the run value on Aaron Bummer sinker was 20. Elite. Probably the best in baseball if I had to guess. Um, and then it's just gone from from there. And he throws that pitch a lot. But uh, I guess, you know, and again, I didn't watch him pitch a lot this year. I didn't watch a lot of uh, White Sox baseball unless they were playing against my twins. Uh, the location was bad. I think the defense was bad. The BABIP was high. All these things account. And that's why if you look at, you know, the his FIP, it's still kind of pretty good. Um, it's just the you know the ERA is not there, and the hard hit percentage was um, high as well. Fifty four point two percent hard hit percentage on his sinker this year, as opposed to thirty nine point seven in years past. Like that's just bad location. So if you're the Braves, you're probably just you're thinking arm slot. You're thinking um, honestly, you're probably just thinking a healthy offseason. Get let's get some eyes on him. We'll fix him pretty easily, and. I know you can't, and I always say this, so I'm kind of going back on some of my words. I know you can't figure your bullpen out in the offseason. It doesn't work that way, people. But having a guy like this to to who's had real good success and who you feel like is kind of just one tink or tweak away from <laughs> you know regaining that success makes all I mean, that's this is a Braves move and I love it for them. I really, really do. They're clearing a lot of space. How many Spots do they have open on their 40-man right now? Don't know where their 40-man exactly stands, but this move alone opens up four spots. So, And then they non-tendered like four guys as well, I thought. A few guys, yeah. They, uh, yeah, they opened up a lot of spaces. Various vines on that 40-man. Um, I, ho- I hope the White Sox get... Something out of this. <laughs> I, I, I think for them, what they're between Lopez and Shoemake, they're they have their Tim Anderson replacement for 2024. They're comfortable giving those two guys a shot. They've seen a lot of Nicky Lopez. They're, I think they're comfortable rolling the ball out there with those two guys with where that team's at. Shoemake and Schuster are both former first round picks. Uh, same with Soroka, and you know his story. So I, I don't know. Hey, I. Maybe that white that vaunted White Sox coaching staff has something they can tap into with those guys, and if they get anything out of one of them, that kind of matches the price of a lefty reliever. I have, James, I have a question. I think that you'll probably be able to answer. Okay, and I'll answer a question. Hoping. Thirty guys on the forty man for the Braves. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the- I wonder if they have a bunch of guys they have to protect. It's that, over. That deadline. They're That's protect- done. It's already done. Yeah. They're protected. They're gonna they're basically. They're like, yo, we got our good guys. If you're not, we got so many guys that are 100 percent staying around. That if you're not that, you're out. And we're gonna, you know, bring up some rookies and put them on the 40 man, or they're just gonna have a big off season. I don't know. That's crazy. Wait, they've protected all the guys they need to protect, and they still only have the, 30 people on the their deadline. Yeah. Was last week. Yeah, oh my God. that's what I kept seeing. I'm like, what's going on here? My question to you, James. Yes. <clears throat> Baseball savant. I'm on Aaron Bummer's uh, page. This year, he was 99th percentile in barrel percentage. Ooh. So he was missing barrels, right? If you're high as a pitcher in yeah. barrel percentage, you're missing the barrels, right? Yes, because red indicates he's good at yes. that, so he's got a low barrel percentage. But he's 11th percentile, bad, in hard hit percentage. Well, you could hit a ball hard, but not barrel it. Hit it into the ground. Sinker guy. Yeah. But so, or like that's, a- that's what I'm saying. He's a sinker guy, but they weren't, they weren't hitting it hard, but they were barreling it. No, they weren't barreling it. Because I think barreling takes a He's got, he, uh, he had a 2.7% barrel rate um, this year. Which is the, so the lowest the, it's the ever long, been. The launch angle, obviously, with the sinker, <clears throat> takes yeah. away the barrels. Yep. But they're still hitting it hard just into the ground. So the defense was poor behind him. You could say. Good. A lot of people don't like uh, okay. White Sox. 97 percentile ground ball percentage. It all makes sense to me now. Thank you. It's all clear in my mind. Braves. Their current bench is listed as uh, mm. Darno, which I like that. Uh, Luke Waddle, not super familiar with. Cody M- Milligan, same. 
And Forrest Wall, who uh, I like the name. Uh, I think you, you're going to see the Braves make some veteran moves. I wonder if they make a Rule 5 move. That would be kind of fun. You'd, you'd like to think they lean more veteran uh, with how their <laughs> roster set up. Vaughn Grisham is listed as their starting left fielder. Can you give me that bench again? Luke that, Waddle? Luke Waddle. So he's not even on the 40-man, so like Fangraph's kind of just guessing there. Cody Milligan. Co- also Forrest not on, Wall. Also, he's on the 40-man. Yeah, Cody's not, though. Um, and then... so. So they don't even have enough players for Fangraphs to make a bench, a 26-man bench out of. What you going to do, Braves? I think that's interesting that you mentioned that because if you're a veteran and you're kind of, you're understanding you're probably not going to get a starting role, you're going to, you want a bench job somewhere. I mean, the Braves is probably one of the most appealing places to go. Like you have a very good chance to win. Like it's a great city. Like everything works out. It's got to be one of the more appealing, like veteran bench player destinations in the big leagues right now. Okay. Moose, does he want to go be on the bench for the Braves? It's so important to have good depth, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm, that must be what they're thinking. Like, we're going to sign a bunch of just uh, get our depth as good as possible. And I, I have to imagine Von Grisham in left field isn't there like a plan for that position, but maybe they're in on it. No, I know he's messed around out there. Hmm. So, so at least one starting level position, I think, is open. Otani? Ooh. We haven't even talked about Otani yet. Oh, no. No need. Um. All right, that's the Braves and the White Sox. The non-tender happened, and that's, you know, you have to pay them what they're worth via the arbitration scale, or you can just say, nah, we're good. And uh, a lot of player, a lot of players that you've heard got non-tendered. Uh, Daniel Vogelback got non-tendered. Dakota Hudson got non-tendered. Tim Hill, Austin Nola, different phone calls home from the Nola boys. Mm-hmm. Jacob Stallings got non-tendered. Rowdy Telez got non-tendered. The biggest one that actually, I think, shifts some teams, um, you know, a couple teams might all go, ooh, was Brandon Woodruff from the Brewers. Um, He had surgery. He missed all of last year, but his ARB number was $11 million. So basically, ah. I'd rather give him like $11 million over three years and let him rehab or come back. It's probably what teams are thinking. Even the Brewers said, we might, we're not saying goodbye to him yet. We just weren't going to pay him 11 for one year when we don't even know how healthy he is. I think he was due for 15 this year. Um, oh, really? It says on our sheet 11.6. A few different projections out there. Either way, was it a number they wanted to pay for the upcoming year where he's not going to pitch? Yes. Um, so that's interesting. You think anyone picks him up? Thousand percent. Yeah, they'd have to. They'd have to pick him up and then just automatically try to extend him. I guess I, I knew someone's going to pick him up. I guess who do you, who do you think is going to pick pick him up? Any yeah. teams? Uh, you know, the Rays. Have who can wait before. a year? I mean, the Phillies can wait a year, right? There's a lot of teams that could wait a year that could use a pitcher in the following. I mean, I don't know. You have to have you have to have the money to do it. Um, but if you need starting pitching, like this is a guy that, what, you're just giving up one year, getting him healthy, and then you can have a guy that's been a frontline starter in the big leagues. I think, I think, I think I'd be chomping at the bit if I was a team to go get him. Yeah. I just, I just flip flopped on myself. Cause I was, I was saying, you know, the, the value in this is going to come in the 2025 season, he's most likely out for all of next year. Um, that I was gonna say, if you're if you're one of the medium market teams, if like I, I guess the teams running through my head, just for examples of medium, like the Seattle's or someone like that, that you can you know you're gonna get really good value in 2025. But if that's the thought process, then one of the big boys needs to do this. If you're the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Man? I have their page up right now. It's like, the Red Sox should go get him, then they should get Otani, and then the rotation's set in 2025. Like, go... If you're... The Dodgers, who we, we constantly talk about, like, this this is a big boy move. You're going to eat it for one year, 
to have bad value on, but if you're a big team, you can handle that easily, that you're going to get incredible value on one year of Brandon Woodruff. That That's just a no-brainer. So uh, one well, of the big boys needs to clean this up. He's not going to make what he was projected to make. That's not what's going to happen. He's going to get – he's non-tenor, so someone's going to sign him as a free agent, and they're going to give him $4 million for this year, something like that. I don't know. There's there's a certain amount that he has to make, I believe. You can only go a percentage down. He's going to make that, whatever that is, the lowest that they can pay him for this year. And then kind of back up to where you'd expect a guy of his caliber to get, whether that's the 15 to 20 range if they decide to extend him per year. And, and I don't know what, I don't know what he wants. Like, does he want 24 and then 25 and that's it? So he can re-enter free agency with a cleaner slate. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Cause he has to decide as well. Uh, but I, I see that happening. Uh, a team saying, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll give you 5 million for this year to rehab. And then three more years on top of that, we'll give you 20. So you can do like a four year, 64, something like that. That's a steal for a team. Yeah, if I'm Woodruff, I don't want that though. I, yeah, I know. That's the thing is like he has to figure out what he wants. Two year deal for fifteen. Pay for pay for that. per year or both or both. Whatever. If it was um, ten, little, well, I was going off like the ten arb five for this year, ten for next. Whatever the arb is actually yeah. going to be, give him that in twenty twenty six or twenty twenty five. And give him a couple mil to rehab spread and spread it out. It's interesting to say a lot of guys sign two sure. year deals. Don, the Dodgers did this with Tommy Canely. The Rays have done this for the, the Red Sox Evaldi. do it with Paxton or who did it with Paxton? Evaldi. Um, so it, yeah, it's happened a bunch. Usually they just spread out over the two years. Luxury tax wise, yeah, it spreads out. AV. Like the, the Rays obviously aren't considered a, a money spend team, but they've done <laughs> this move before when when Evaldi was coming. They're into it. Yeah, the math that works for a lot of teams. Um, A's are gone. Someone's gonna make a good bet on Brandon Woodruff. That's what I'd say, Jim. Mm-hmm. And you could where be- where. One of those people at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, my God, it's time to be thankful. This Thursday, big slate. I think the Friday, uh, I think we get our first Black Friday NFL game. And at the DraftKings Sportsbook, $150 in bonus bets are available if you bet just 5 Bucks on the NFL action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TALKIN, like the show. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code talking, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.com. Org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. It is official. The A's are leaving... Oakland, but it's also not even really official yet because the mayor of Oakland is like, "We're it's not done yet. We're we're gonna try and save this." But then the uh, but then they voted and they're moving. But what's interesting is there's a three year period where the A's are homeless, and we don't know where they're gonna play yet. Uh, most people think the AAA place in Vegas. Uh, I doubt they're gonna stay in Oakland. For three years, their lease with the Coliseum is like up, so that I over. think they literally can't unless unless they offer them like a three-year like lease just so we can get some money. But that would be weird and yeah, bad. There's too much bad blood for that. That's how. yeah. They're so, playing in Oakland in two, in 2024. Yes, yes. but then 25, then that, 26, 27, they don't have a home. 
Now, in the history of baseball, we've had stuff like, obviously, in the COVID season, we had stuff like this. When the Yankees renovated the stadium, the Yankees shared Shea Shea Stadium with the Mets in 76 or whatever that was. Uh, Me and Beebs were talking before the show, like, we, I I haven't been alive for a relocation in MLB. Uh, We've seen expansion teams start when we were, I was a kid, but I haven't done this. In football, they, they seem to happen overnight where they play. Well, do the Expos count? Expos to Nats? Well, location, right? Yeah, so. I guess so. I was like four, so. Do they already have the stadium built? For who? For the Nets. No, they had they to moved. play it. They played at RFK, I think. They, RFK, yeah, that's yeah. right. So. Yeah, yeah, just I guess that's oh, a re-franchising yeah. or whatever. The whole, like, uh, and then Zimmerman hit the first ever homer walk-off, right? Your guy, Mr. Nat. Yeah, okay. I, I think that's. The scariest part for if you're an Oakland A's fan, which has been filled with scary parts, um, and you're like, hey, let's uh, let's do this. Let's, uh, you know, I'll stick with the A's. For three years, we don't know where they're playing. Uh, the best option, if I'm an Oakland A's player, uh, would be let's go to Oracle Park. That's like the biggest win you could possibly get. <laughs> we get to play there. That's sick. Uh, when I hear we're playing AAA games, that's tough, but I mean, I guess we, you know, we saw the Blue Jays fight through that. Like you can, you can improve the accommodations enough, but man, that's uh, for like, I don't know. The Oakland A's were, were kind of proud for a while, like Moneyball to you know, every five years we're gonna have a three year run where we've got a lot of talent and we're good and that's kind of fun and the Vuvuzelas in the stands, to like. This franchise essentially has no hope until 2028. Like, Trev, you're a prospect guy. How about your guy, Zach Galoff? What's he supposed to be thinking right now? It's tough. I mean, if you're a player in the organization, yeah, it's tough. The uncertainty that it's ahead of you is it's brutal. I mean, thinking about these guys, because they do have like a, like a nice young core that, that came up this year. Uh, our guy Lawrence Butler is one of them. You mentioned uh, Galoff and – you know, there's other guys there. Like there's, there's a, there's a, there's always a core coming, isn't there with the A's, but for them, you get this season where, you know, fans were actively trying not to go to the games, you know, just to say F off to the ownership next year. I mean, what's going to be different about next year. They're going to be playing in front of, you know, essentially nobody. And then three years after that, you didn't even know where you're going to play. You might be playing in a triple A stadium or sharing facilities. Like it's, it's, it doesn't feel like the big leagues if you're an Oakland A. And maybe it hasn't felt that way for quite some time. I don't know, man. Um, you know, you're not going to sign any free agents. Not that they do really anyway, but, like, who's going to want to go play for your team if you're just running around like that? Like, you have to think about your family and all Dude. those things, and you're playing in two different p- places. It's not, it's that, not an ideal situation whatsoever. That's where I got even more sad thinking oh shit like they're not going to care about the team until 2028 like if they go play at a minor league stadium they're not going to do all the stuff to try and get people out there to come come watch they might hire a marketing firm that that firm tries but like you know they're not like we got to pack the stadium we got to make a fan experience like no that's coming don't worry, that's coming. They might try to have a plan where they have like the the young kids play, and then they get to like that rebuild in the first year in the real stadium. So they're just trying, like they're retooling, rebuilding along the way. But it's not they're not set up for success really right now for that. So I I was like, shit, is this just gonna suck for four more years? It's already been the last two of them actively like not caring about the on-product field and and having bigger things uh, being prioritized in their brains. So that sucks. Don't you think like the best thing for them, if they're going to Vegas and then that's, this is, it's done. Isn't the best thing just to go play in Vegas? Like, does it like go like kick your triple a team out and have them be the nomads and put your big league team up at the facility. I think that, I mean, Sorry. Well, yeah, guys, I mean, be in the area like, that you want to be and at least develop diehard fans that you can that are there. But, yeah. The other thing is, should they still be the A's? 
I know that. In, I know that teams move a lot, but it's uh, they've been the A's every other city they've been. Yeah, but when was the last? That was like we're talking. It's been fifty years. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if you're John Fisher, like you submit a bid to just start new. a rebrand. A rebrand makes sense. You you can hang on to the you know nostalgia and the history. Where, where have they been? They've been Philly. They've been Kansas City. Are they going to decorate the stadium in Las Vegas with like, you know, 70s A's stuff and like, because you just killed all of that, man. Hey, I guess I haven't been to as many minor league baseball games as I'd like in, in the past couple of years, you know, show guy now. It's Las Vegas ballpark ain't bad. It's not bad. Like, no. I'm sure the attendance, you know, we're limited, but that was already happening in Oakland. This Vegas, What's this it Vegas ballpark's pretty nice. I typed into Google Las Vegas AAA baseball. Because that's nice. what I've got. Okay. But it's it's nicer than I thought. I don't know. I guess I've been out of the minor league stadium for a little bit. Like, this isn't where me and Trev's New Britain Rockcats were playing. This is nice. <laughs> There's a couple of nice places in the minor leagues. A, a few. I think, yeah, I think that's the solution is just to get down there and set up roots as yeah. quickly as possible. Rooted in Vegas, right? Are that's the fences legit? That's what they've always said. No, it's the no. The ball's gonna fly. I know because if we get three years yeah. of that and just have another like home run champ where it's questioned. Ryan Noda. I guess that Ryan is Noda. that is baseball. Is uh oh, it's called Las Vegas Ballpark. Easy fucking enough. Mm. Looks like we might have a pool out in right center field. Two pools going on in the West Coast. This is like the Arizona Coyotes playing out of Mullet, whatever that place is called. Their college facility, five thousand people. NHL team. Uh, unlike them, unlike the A's, the Arizona Coyotes, they have no idea when they're getting, they're like trying to buy land. Like they're just out of, yeah. they just have no idea. No, we're just here. Looks like the capacity of Las Vegas ballpark listed on Wikipedia is 8196, 8100. 8,000. Okay. Yes. Nice. Well, the A's, they didn't fill that a couple uh, times last uh, year. I don't think the, A, the A's organization has any issue with that number. All right, so that's the news on the A's. It's happening, but way slower than anyone thought it would happen. Some other little odds and ends to round out and keep you guys well-informed. The Rockies acquired Cal Quantrill. Yes. Big moves for Jake's Rocks. Um, Sorry, Cal. Last night I saw Scott Barlow went to the Guardians. Yep. Uh, Guardians and Padres swap Scott Barlow and uh, Angel de los Santos. So, Beebs, your thoughts on that? I am confused by, you know, reliever for reliever. I think similar service time left. Just want new guys. <laughs> Cleveland also sound, signed outfielder Ramon Laureano, Laser Laureano, to a one-year contract and avoided arbitration. Uh, I, I, think, right. I think the only other thing that I've got that's uh, – was a surprising one. Kyle Wright to the Royals, our Braves. We talked about their other trade. Uh, Kyle Wright, who's probably going to miss all of 2024 with shoulder surgery. You remember he was the 1998 Cy Young winner with his 20 wins uh, a year ago. He's kind of been out of the picture. Braves saved some money. Um, and they get back Jackson Coer, who if you are a Royals fan, you just have to be nervous as all hell. This is a former first-round pick that had very little success um, with the Royals, that if the Braves want him <laughs> for Kyle Wright, and I know they're saving a little money, but, you know, they could have, they could probably use Kyle Wright in 2025. They see something with this guy that the Royals aren't seeing that's got to, uh, that would make me nervous. Maybe the Braves uh, got rid of Kyle Wright and they're just going to sign Woodruff. They're like, nah, we only got room for one guy rehabbing. Woodruff in Atlanta, that just feels like a fit, huh? Yeah. Keep the beard. It does. I do like when you said Boston for him, being honest. Oh, also, speaking of uh, Boston, Luis Urias uh, is going to the Mariners because they love infielders on the outs. I don't know if Luis Ruiz is on the outs, but if you got an infielder that's going to be like, you know, you could almost pencil in 80 OPS plus, <laughs> Mariners are like, we want that guy. 
Mariners fans I saw on Twitter were joking about how they're just doing a line, a whole lineup of utility guys in Julio. I mean, it's been a lot of guys like this they've gotten in the last couple of years, the Mariners. Yeah. Someone comment the list. Not to pile on the Mariners, but it seems like they're out of the Otani sweepstakes. Those are the rumors. Like, why? I are you out? I am having a hard sweepstakes. Are you already out? Speaking on the Otani sweepstakes, I've thought I was Dodgers for the last three years. They aren't even having success trying to act like it's not. Now, there might be a surprise team in the works, but they did like one week of like, these are all the suitors. And then it was like, that's... Ah, it's basically the Dodgers and the Cubs are trying. They can't even. They they, they haven't even used the Yankees as bait yet, because the Yankees aren't bait anymore. They don't do shit. But it's. Um, I thought there would be a bigger flurry of like. Everyone's in. Oh, sounds like I think we're Dodgers. seeing. I think we're seeing Otani's side do a very good job of keeping it very close. That's what I think. I think they've talked to many teams. And I think they're just really, really tight about it. You saw like his MVP announcement. It was him and his dog. Like this guy is not like bring me back <clears throat> the Kershaw about days. That life. Him and his twelve dudes behind them. Where's uh? <laughs> where, what's your guy Nez saying? Nez Bolello. I've I've purposely not asked him about anything. I just feel like it's not the right <laughs> thing yeah. to do. I did ask him about that glove situation because I was like, Nez, we can't be giving out one point two billion gloves. That's not right. Right. And he corrected us on that. But other than that, I haven't I haven't asked, man. I don't know. I guess I can. I got some other news on this trip about the Cubs uh bench coach role and stuff. Wow. Do you want to share those? I can't share, no. Oh, huge. It's kind of nice. sad news, so okay. Oh my god. They're getting rid of the bench in the dugout? Yeah, the bench is gone. Folding those, chairs those only. Sit. Swiss balls. Gabe Kapler's uh took mm. over. Swiss balls only. You have to sit on them, yeah. No standing desk or Swiss ball. If you're looking to lose five to ten minutes from your day today, go check out Gabe Kapler's Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay. It's unreal. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you very much. We will uh, keep you informed if anything happens, I guess. It's heating up. Well, Hector Gomez says that Mike Trout and Shohei are going to the Dodgers. I said that at the top of the show. I never followed up. They're both going there. See ya. Jake Jake sucks. sucks. Tani to the Cubs. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I think so. They're valuing secrecy. We're at John Boy Media signing Shohei Otani. That'd be sick. We should do that. We don't got that coin. That kind of coin goes to Joe's. Think about the attention we get. Chris Rose.